Welcome to Public Showering, created by me, Sophie Duncan. This is the only podcast designed specifically for pole artists, aerialists, and movers of all kinds who want to learn how to build amazing choreography, tell your stories, and be the best performer you can be. Part of my Sadasi creative coaching system, I'll help you unlock your full fierce and creative selves using professional dance, theater, choreography, and circus tools, plus a hint of real life backstage stories and some simple confidence boosting skills. Today we're going to talk a little bit about finding the idea in a very, very general sense. And I'm just going to give you a few tips on where I found ideas. <laughs> Okay, so hopefully this isn't going to be too much of a long podcast, um, but I just want to, yeah, throw out some concepts and some things that maybe you've never thought about and just really random places that you can find some ideas. So first of all, I want to sort of, not quote, but I want to talk about a podcast that I listened to in lockdown. And it occurred to me that whilst I was listening to this podcast, I'd already been doing what they were, what they were telling me before. So um, it was actually from a journalist in New York, who she was talking about when she was pregnant and also when she'd given birth, she would wander off into New York with her with her pram and she, because she was so busy thinking about the baby and just making sure that it was okay, um, that she didn't take any music with her or anything like that. She would just walk, the baby would be asleep and she'd just walk. And she realised that all this information was just coming into her brain Um and she'd never really thought about it before because she'd never really gone for a walk or anything like that without listening to music. And it occurred to her that because she wasn't listening to music or a podcast or the radio, that her brain was unable to just let anything just dribble in. And I realised I'd been doing exactly the same. So in lockdown, I was probably being a little bit naughty, but where I live, there's really no one. As, as long as you can walk out... So, sorry, hopefully, hopefully no one tells me off on this. But... but in lockdown, I would take <clears throat> I would take my dog Axel out for a walk, and I would end up walking or being outside for about two hours. And I think because I was so just done with everything, I would just walk without anything going on. And I realized exactly the same thing that I would zone out and just think about so many ideas, and not not for art, but just in general, just like the world, the world was going through a whole kind of like, what? And of course, you know, I was in lockdown when I'd never been in lockdown before and I'd never experienced this being locked in situation. I'd never been in the UK, like as an artist. So I was thinking about my life, my career, like my goals, and so many things came to my mind. And it wasn't until that podcast kind of told me, so hopefully if you, if you didn't listen to that podcast, you can listen to mine. One of the best places to discover ideas from nowhere is to go from a completely mindless walk without any distraction. Be bored. Go forth and be bored. Like, you know when you sit on a train and somehow you just sit down because you're tired and you just can't be bothered to put your headphones on or something and you just look out the window and then all this stuff just comes to you. It's honestly one of the best places that you can be creative. So... I think that if you're struggling with a, with a concept or you're not sure, or if you're thinking about maybe doing a competition but you're not sure about it, go out and don't listen to music. Don't listen to anything. Take your dog for a walk. Just go for a walk. Go to your, your pretty place. Go for a drive. Get out of the car. Whatever you do, though, don't have any dis what? <laughs> distractions and just let your brain be filled with whatever it wants to be filled with. 
And I think that's the best place. And when I look back into when I've created things, it's because I've been absentmindedly doing something and it's just like locked into my head. So yeah, take time just to sit and enjoy just sort of things coming into your mind. It's one of the easiest ways you can do it. The other thing is if you have got an idea, I think it's a good idea to go again into sort of I want I don't want how to explain this. Sort of like open spaces and things like open but artistic spaces. So not everyone does, but if you have access to a museum, uh, especially if you're in a sort of like a big city or stuff, you might do that. And if you if you haven't, um, again, just walking in in the countryside or just being outside, I think is a really good place to allow things to wander into your brain. So if you've got past the point of like, okay, I've I've already done the boredom walk, <laughs> and this is the um, I've kind of got an idea walk. I find, again, that when I'm wondering about, or again, if I'm in the gym and I'm running, if I've got a playlist of like a handful of tracks that I'm considering using, or if there's maybe a text or a film or something I'm going to do something about, I think a really good idea is, if it's if it's not a visual thing, find a way to get a copy of it so that you can listen. So whether, again, like I said, it's a text, a podcast, music. But I think if your body's active, if you're in a space that you can move, so like the gym, like running or walking, again, I'm not a psychologist. <laughs> I don't know how this works. But I find that if I've got a few options, don't go into the studio and do it. Don't go into the dance studio and because it's too formalized. Go into a regular human place and listen to it even the supermarket you know if you've got like shopping to do put it in your headphones and go and do it in there because i think there's something about again some very clever person will explain this when your body is is distracted by doing something else like running or walking or <laughs> buying bread i think that your brain just has its own unconscious self that just fits all these logical things because when you're doing mundane tasks these little pieces so again if you're thinking about a bit of text or you're thinking about a track i think that little things will spark and one of the best advices i can give to you is write things down and if you're a very text savvy person you prefer texting that's fine but there's actually quite a handful of studies that talk about um handwriting and actually using pen and paper to write things down something about literally the the figure of your hand the choreography of your hand it helps you remember things and i completely agree with this because i have actually very nice handwriting because i had to learn it at school so i always to this day even though i am fairly high tech i write everything down i have so many notebooks and i like the notebooks as well because pretty much every piece of major choreography i've ever made has a notebook so now i can still look back on it in you know 10 years after and refine these things and again i would advise you unless you're very very organized and you organize things logically on a computer type your ideas down or notate them archive them and keep them though keep your ideas because i think it's really important that an idea that you had a month ago five months ago five years ago will come back to you because at some point you were inspired by that for whatever reason so i think it's it's good for you to bring things back to light so again tip number two of where do i randomly find ideas do something mundane but of the pieces that you already have 
put it into your headphones or if you're in the gym or something like this, you know, have it visually in front of you like a film and, and put it in front of your eyes and have a notebook or something to notate that so your body is still being active. Because I think as soon, if you sit down and try and do something, you're too static and we're not static. If you know, if you're making a pull routine, obviously it's not a static thing. But these are good ways to start with your idea. I would say, I would advise that I think starting from a trick isn't necessarily the best or easiest way to do things. I am so much of a hypocrite of this because I've had the goal of having a fungi in a routine for years and years and years. I just because I've wanted it to be there, but I've removed it three times. Two because it didn't actually make sense in the piece. <laughs> and I would say all three times because I was terrified of it. <laughs> but um, I think starting from a move that you're, you really want to do, there's only certain stories that make that move make sense. And I'm already developing a concept and a, and a podcast for, for what I'm going to be calling like the things we need. <laughs> and no one needs Rainbow Marchenko in anything or a fungi in anything because if we're actually telling a story, no one in real life makes that happen either. So I think starting from a trick isn't necessarily the greatest place to be. However, if you're really, really stuck, and actually, especially if it's your first ever competition, it might be an idea to write down all of your tricks and moves that you like. Because then I think that maybe you can be like, okay, maybe this links and maybe this links and maybe this links. But otherwise, I think that it puts you in a box before you've had time to brew the box, if that makes sense. <laughs> The other thing is actually where to find ideas. And the truthful, very truthful answer to that is there is no limit. There is no set location to find an idea. Honestly, just moving around and watching the world go by is a great place. If you decide that you're going to make, I don't know, a piece about Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, that would be a really hard thing to do. But before you've had a chance to let your ideas brew, you've pigeonholed it into exactly one thing, like one perfect thing that has everything to it. And I have done, I've made pieces completely about um, a film that I've seen, so I'm not saying this is a bad idea, but unless you're incredibly passionate about what that film is telling you about, then I think that you just have to be a little bit careful about how you respond to it. The best way that I can say that you, you can decide about a film or um, something visual or a TV series to make a piece of, make sure that your emotional response is incredibly high in that everything about that you're, you're madly passionate about, you're going to go in, you're going to learn about the actors, the characters, why it was made, what year it was made, um, who's the costume designer, who's the composer. Because I think if you just kind of like it, it's not deep enough, it's not exciting enough, and you're going to sort of do a loose version of it instead of really getting in there. And the fun of creating pieces is tearing something apart. If, for example, if you decide to do something from a text or a poem, you know, if you've got like a, I don't know, 12-line poem and you're going to make a piece about that, it's not just a load of words on a page. It's the author, it's the time they wrote it, it's the subject, it's all of the things about it. I think it's important that when you do find an idea that's like, ting, that's the one. If you've been on your board and walk already and you go, I want to make a piece about this poem, then go in. 
go in, find out everything you could possibly do about that person. Because again, if you get stuck at some point in your creation, you can then go, oh, but I know that they they wrote that poem because on this day this happened. And it can bring extra things. And especially if you're thinking about doing sort of a more um, abstract piece of work, it's a really good place to go because then you can, you can you've got all this other fruit to pull from and it's and it's lovely it's a great place to be these are my little things in it in a nutshell number one where to find things go and be bored walk around let your brain do what it's supposed to do number two if you're going to use a text or a film make sure that you are so passionate about it that you want to go in and find everything about it and number three right now is enjoy the power of sleep <laughs> so i'm absolutely going to make a podcast all about sleep but before i do that i want to do a little bit more research as to my own self within sleep but if you're getting stuck on ideas as part of the boredom as part of the these are the things that i can do with this i think if you're really not sure what you want to do before you go to bed on a paper don't do it on a laptop please don't do it on a laptop because it's just not going to be as nice <laughs> Unless you, unless you love it, but otherwise, paper, 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 paper. Treat yourself to a new pen. Go to paper, Jason. Enjoy the moment. Um, on a paper, before you go to bed, just let your brain go... And just write all the different things. Do a nice big mind map of my new piece and a possible idea, this thing, another possible idea, this thing, and then let those little pops spider off into all different kind of concepts and ideas. And then just go to sleep. I strongly believe in the power of sleep because I, I, I believe in it from a uh, physical standpoint of when I've been training, I know that I need to rest and it's the recovery process that helps me train better. But also from a creative standpoint, I don't know loads about dreams, <laughs> but what I do know is essentially when you go to sleep in dreams, your brain just goes, this is everything that I've learned today. And all it, dreams basically just then connect things in completely bizarre, random orders. And that's where you get these really mad dreams where you'll see something that happened from the day with a memory that happened a long time ago with a sound and a smell of something else that happened. And all your, all your dreams go wild. Sometimes you don't remember your dreams, but that's also fine. But then in the morning, come back to your paper and have a little scan around it and just see if anything else has moved or blends around. Because I think that your brain is so much more powerful than you can imagine and that you can take it for. So allowing sleep to let the idea-making brew is probably the laziest and also one of the most tactful ways that you can allow your piece to make sense and allow sleeping to be part of your creative story and creative your journey. Allow sleep to A, let yourself relax, but B, let the story brew itself and if, when I was at university, it used to happen to me all the time, and it happened basically the hours of 1.30 and 3.30, almost daily, especially when I was in my third year, I would wake up with an idea, I would write it down, and I'd go back to sleep. <laughs> like, it's a really great thing. So, yes, always have a piece of pen and paper by the side of your bed, just in case something brews and be ready for it. And even if it makes no sense whatsoever, if you can't find a connection to anything you've done, write it down anyway and just let the power of chance take its toll. If you're loving what you've been hearing in the Public Showering Podcast, you have to experience Sadasi. 
www.soduncan.com slash sadasi. It's the online community that is everything you've been hearing in public showering, plus so much more. It's where you can get one-to-one help bringing all these ideas to your own work. It's where you can learn new creative coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will blow your mind even more. And it's where you can hang out and chat with other Sadasi members just like you and help each other unlock your creative potential. It's fun, it's chill, and I'm there for you when you need that little bit of extra support. So come join us at www.soduncan.com slash Sadasi. It's been a pleasure to have you with me today. I'll see you there. Love you, bye-bye. <laughs>